Welcome to the Luminous Podcast, weekly meditations, readings, and blessings to assist with our rest, peace, and spiritual wellness. You can find out more at luminousanglican.com. Welcome to Palm Sunday. Father Chad Jarnigan here. There are two passages of the gospel that we can read today. Palm Sunday and the Passion of Christ. When they had come near Jerusalem and had reached Bethpage at the Mount of Olives, Jesus sent two disciples, saying to them, Go into the village ahead of you, and immediately you will find a donkey tied and a colt with her. Untie them and bring them to me. If anyone says anything to you, just say this, The Lord needs them, and he will send them immediately. This took place to fulfill what had been spoken through the prophet, saying, Tell the daughter of Zion, look, your king is coming, humble and mounted on a donkey, and on a colt, the fowl of a donkey. The disciples went and did what Jesus had directed them. They brought the donkey and the colt and put their cloaks on them and sat, and he sat on them. A very large crowd spread their cloaks on the road, And others cut branches from the trees and spread them on the road. The crowd went ahead of him and that followed were shouting, Hosanna to the son of David. Blessed is the one who comes in the name of the Lord. Hosanna in the highest heaven. When he entered Jerusalem, the whole city was in turmoil, asking, who is this? The crowds were saying, this is the prophet Jesus from Nazareth in Galilee. This is the gospel of our Lord. And the passion passage is Matthew 26, 14 through 27, verse 66. This is the long passage that allows us to see the perspective of Christ being betrayed being arrested, his trial, and through handed over to beating and crucifixion. This is that passage that allows us to see through Holy Week, Good Friday, and leaves us hanging with the uncertainty and mystery before the resurrection. Began the Sunday with the reality of a lot of heaviness. As I prayed, may the words of my mouth and the meditations of my heart be pleasing to you, O Lord, my rock, my redeemer. This is from Psalm 1914. We, we pray this every week that we begin our homilies. Vene Sante Spiritus, Come, Holy Spirit, God be near. Today is a narrative of a people crying out to be saved. And today in the Palm Sunday is the last Sunday of no hallelujahs. And there's a difference between Hosanna and, and hallelujah and hallelujahs. Hallelujah is Hebrew, literally meaning praise Yahweh. 
And the Alleluia is a Latin derived from the Greek. Hosanna is an explanation used as a plea to save us. This is saved in Greek means to be made well, given peace, rescued, restored. And before we unearth our Alleluia's next Sunday on Easter, today we say Hosanna. And we have all been sitting with the collective grief and trauma since the shooting at Covenant School this past Monday. We should be united in our grief and in our resolve. When we say Hosanna today, it may echo in heaven a little differently. Save us from ourselves, from our illnesses, from our guns. Save us from our blindness, our apathy. Save us from ourselves. We cannot default to a, well, we live in a broken world, so there's just nothing we can do. The work of restoration cannot begin until a problem is fully faced says Dan Allender from our prayers of the people almost every week we say for the church around the globe that we will learn what it is to be one as you with the father and the Holy Spirit are one and for the church in middle Tennessee that we will seek to understand more than to be understood. May we be a work of the people that will disarm hate and injustice. This week has reminded me that we are all connected. Sharing in each other's outrage, our sadness, and even joy and gratitude And also, I've seen that we can actually help one another begin to heal. Jesus Christ is inside the experience of what it is to be every sort of human. When Jesus asks Peter, perhaps us, do you love me? He's asking if we love every human because that's what he is. That's who he is, what he takes on in becoming flesh. He joins himself to our humanity. And you have to wonder if Jesus is like, I did my part. Now do yours. The Gospels today, the Palm and the Passion, are really the beginning of the story and the actual story of betrayal, denial, abandonment, and pain. The story of cruel, unjust trials, false accusations, and Jesus' mysterious silence. This story is about humanity. 
and the way the creator of all things pierces human and divine reality. The story of what happens when God, the God that we want and the God that we think we know doesn't do what we had hoped. And another God, seemingly less efficient, less aggressive, less pragmatic, is present instead. The Jesus we find in Matthew's gospel is not a Jesus who presides victoriously over his own final chapter. And before he says it is finished, his last words are hardly words at all. It was a wrenching bellow. My God, my God, why have you forsaken me? What if Christ is saying that about us during these times. Why have you forsaken me? And what is it costing humanity? And did you know that there are at least seven different historic atonement theories? Many of them show up in the church's art, literature, songs. And truthfully, it's all over the place. Many of these theories have subtle effects on how we view our faith and how we should embody it. The beautiful heart of the idea of atonement is the reality of at one mint. Please don't take away any cool points that I may have left, if any at all. But this is important. At one mint. Jesus gave us both his life and his death. And too often we do not distinguish between the two. When we use the word passion in relationship to this week in the life and death of Jesus, the actual word asks for a different focus. The English word passion is rooted in the Latin passio, meaning passivity. And that's its real connotation here. As those approaching Jesus, as he entered into Jerusalem, laid their cloaks on the ground, what should we be laying down these days? Our pride, our divisions, our empty politics, our apathy, our love and worship of guns. See, there is nothing like the American church 
and what we have made out of it, what we have perversed it into being is not the way of Jesus. And that is not a political statement. That is an objective statement. Anyone outside of our little, strange, distorted version of Christianity sees the American church as something that really Paul should be sending a letter to. For the sake of your son, Jesus Christ, have mercy on us and forgive us that we may delight in your will and walk in your ways to the glory of your name. Oh man, that's the end of our confession. Luminous is a part of a diocese called Churches for the Sake of Others. C4SO for short. Living the way of Jesus requires us to be willing to embody the gospel of Jesus when challenging and difficult, not just when it's convenient for the sake of others. So we join those saying, Hosanna, save us. Save us from ourselves. It means looking to Jesus and hope. And if passing the peace is an altar, as my friend Russ Rohrer mentioned this week as we processed some of these thoughts, if passing the peace is an altar, what are we to do? Who are we to be? What are we to lay down for the sake of others? To the glory of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. If you would like more information or ways to be a part of Luminous, please go to luminousanglican.com. Peace be with you.